the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you, who the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings and our hola. I am Spud Goodman. Dinner is served. You are now listening to a radio show or a reasonable facsimile. We may not be as wacky, you know, as some of those other drive time teams on the air, but we do strive to be just as desperate for your ears, you know, as they are. I'm not saying I do pretty much anything to secure your love and devotion. There might be a few acts that would violate my sense of good taste and put my body in extreme physical jeopardy, but for the most part, I'm willing to lay it all on the line if need be. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. You know, I I should say this though, I hope the price I pay won't be too hazardous or humiliating, but on the other hand, the prospect of having to get a real job, a real job, is a prime motivator, you know, in compromising one's values and principles. So with that said, uh, with me is my Aunt Dorothy, who serves as our designated laugher, a most important component of any radio show. Can you give us a sample of your skills? Oh, ha, 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 ha. All right, well done. Also, if if anyone cares, you know, our our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb, is with us too. Uh, Should there ever be a need for a co-host, which is not even remotely possible, regardless, here he is. You you can nod your head slightly to acknowledge my acknowledgement of you. uh, Well, I'll both nod and express my warm regard for all of our listeners who are now taking time out of their busy lives, Spud, to spend the next hour with us. Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. Thank you all. All right, enough butt kissing. Let's let's get well, the show moving. And there's no need to stand. Take a seat. Oh, no, no. I am. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, but you know, may I say, you look somewhat tired. You, you kind of look worn down. Maybe yeah, a, a, a bit haggard. I, I, I am dragging, and I'm feeling a bit burned out right now. But just don't call. You know, if you. I'm serious about this. Do not start yeah. calling me low energy Spud again. Oh. Not. No more. That's it. I mean, seriously, no more Jeb Bush comparisons, please. And it only makes common sense. But you do look rather low energy right now. How much sleep are you getting? Because, you know, it looks like not much. Well, it's that darn Netflix again. I've been on a major binge in the last 48 hours or so, blew through a bunch of shows, like like season five of Orange is the New Black. You know, and I got to say, at at the end of the new season, I was feeling kind of institutionalized. And and then, and then, God, after sitting through season five of House of Cards, I was thinking of moving to like Nova Scotia or something. It's our political system is so dirty and depressing these days. Heads are spinning. 
You know, I've never seen House of Cards, but isn't that about a corrupt Democratic president? You know, it's nice uh, to see well. a show that doesn't just carry on the fake news narrative that Republican presidents well, And then I got into the, the first few episodes of season three of Bloodline, and, and oh. once I started, I had to go through all ten episodes. And I really thought John Leguizamo should have gotten like more screen time. And yes, then but I, spending that much time watching TV in one sitting position and in, in one sitting in general, it's just not healthy. Well, I've read stories that excessive viewing can cause a number of ailments, both physical and mental. Hey, 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 you shut your face! Well, you know, like I said, I am willing to pay whatever price it takes to do this for my fans. Uh. They expect me to know about these things, and I, I can't shortchange them by, like, going online and just reading the storylines for seasons of shows. I have to put in the time. I do it for them. Uh, you know, yeah, well... I did find, and I wasn't going to yeah. bring this up, but I found season two of Fuller House to be somewhat of a disappointment. It was all right, but not emotionally satisfying. You watched Fuller House? Yeah. Uh, hey, seriously, you can sit down on the couch right now. I mean, uh. I was going to ask you earlier when you came into the studio, why are you wearing that towel around your waist? It looks kind of weird. Did you, like, spill something on yourself? Uh, w What, this? The, yeah, the, the, towel? the towel. Well... Now, you know, it's just something I had to throw on. But So let's get back to your Netflix addiction, if we could. No, no, I'm no. Really let's get back to the damn beach towel around your waist. This is not the pool at the Y. Oh. The chance of you getting wet here in here right now is next to zero. I mean, no one is even tossing water balloons around, right? At least for the moment. Oh, okay, okay. L let's say it's a private, personal issue, okay? Can we move on, there, Spud? There's no such thing as private issue on this show. Well, what are we talking about? Hey, are you experiencing, like, a leakage situation? That's so hot. I've read about that problem, and surely there must be a better way to deal with it than wrapping a big towel around you. How about it a pen? Spud, I I'm begging you, can we change the subject, no, please? No, we cannot. D did you, like, split or rip your pants in the back? Or, or are no. you trying some new fashion thing? But no, nah, there's no way on that one. Uh, and, and why are you still standing? I mean, I don't get this. Just sit the... F sit down. Jeez, and... What's with the hands over the crotch, if I might ask, too? Oh, oh, okay. All right. If you've got to know, and I don't appreciate this, I am experiencing a small um, medical issue. Okay, okay. Well, what is it? Well, it's an unfortunate side effect of a medication I was taking, and I'm sure it will disappear sometime soon. It's already been over 13 hours. Ooh, uh, so... Are we talking erectile dysfunction issues here? Oh. If the answer is yes, there's there's no need, you know, to feel shame. It's not your fault. It's on the flippin' greedy pharmaceutical companies that make that stuff. I mean, they're evil. You, you, you had a, you know, a, or you've been in that condition for the last 13 hours. I think the yeah. commercial on TV yeah. says you're supposed to contact your doctor, you know, if it, <laughs> if it like doesn't go back to normal. Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. All right. Are you happy now? You have successfully humiliated me on the air. And yes, I have called our family physician. He advised me to stay home and get rest in bed until the condition subsides. But I pride myself, as you know, of never calling in sick once in my career, both here on this show and my other job at South Seattle what? Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. <laughs> I know you're in a world of hurt right now, but I was am. that free plug for your other place of employment really necessary? It has no connection to your current condition. No more free plugs, and I'm not kidding. Good call, yo. Uh, you know, that one was on Dave on the soundboard. I didn't ask him to play that this time, but um, 
Listen, how about this? Can we just bring our musical guest on now? Because they seem ready. I, I guess, but we're going to be getting back to, to your situation a little later, uh, right? Because I, 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 I know our listeners want to know what it's like to have a, you, yeah, you know, for like 24-7. How, how, how are you going to stand up the whole show? Well, again, it's only been 13 hours, Spud. So why pause to take a pill? And I think I will remain standing through the show if you don't mind. Okay, whatever works for you. This but might. Even during the band, too? Yeah. All right. Well, here is our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later on in the program. Say hello to Monster Watch. Thank you. 
guest Bill Nye, the science guy, is waiting to speak with you. All right. You know, it's been a long time since I've spoke with him. Hey, do you want me to ask him for a possible scientific solution to your little problem? Oh. He, he knows a lot and might be able to come uh, up with some, like, home remedy cure or something. I don't know. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Yeah, no, please do not mention my current condition to Bill Nye. My gosh, how embarrassing would that be? But... He can do, like, really cool experiments with, like, fire and, you know, whatever. Uh, I bet he would know some, like, top-secret NASA protocol to give you some relief here. Uh, I, Don't I be too of, proud to accept I help. I beg of you, with, Spud, respect my privacy with this. This unfortunate temporary state that I'm in. Well, who do you know who knows more about stuff than Bill Nye the Science Guy? He's, like, world-famous for knowing everything. If you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Look, I I'm going to put him through right now, but promise me, promise me, you will not say anything, Spud. But promise. Okay, okay, I Pro promise. Dang, just put him on, man. H here he is. Please welcome Bill Nye, the science guy, to the show. Thanks much for checking in with us. Oh, no, it is I who must thank you. Oh, no. Well, I... to speak with you. Well, you're being very kind. Yeah, I guess I should state that we have run across paths, let's just say, way, way back in the Seattle area. But I got to say, back then you freaked me out because you were like scary smart. You're know, like, maybe you're from another galaxy. You know, and I, I got a D in earth science. I got yes, to say in high I am from another galaxy. I meant to mention that. Yes, I, I am from an undisclosed galaxy. All right. Well, all right. Well, before I hit you with a couple of science-related questions, I want to state you have a brand new book out titled... Hang on, let me take a deep breath here. Everything All at Once, How to Unleash Your Inner Nerd, Tap into Radical Curiosity, and Solve Any Problem. Now available everywhere. All right, I got it out. Okay. Thank right. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, 20 in a carton. They make great gifts. All right, that's for the record. All right, so in the book, you touch on the act of firewalking. I'm thinking of trying it. How is it someone can do this without their feet getting barbecued, but if I touch the coals for even a second with my hand, it'll burn like hell? I know this is a question a six-year-old would ask, but how come? Uh, touch the coals. Yeah, well, just the palms of your hand, even for people who work outdoors or work uh, with their hands heavily, are not as tough as the soles of your feet. Oh. I mean, just consider that uh, the pressure on the soles of your feet is much higher than the, the pressure on the palms of your hands. So your feet can take a lot more okay. uh, heat or calloused. And then the big thing is your foot is a big piece of meat. And so it can soak up a lot of heat before it gets uh, too hot to, uh, before it burns. Okay. Spud? I hope you're not serious about wanting to try this firewalking thing, because it sounds very dangerous to me. I once got fifth-degree burns on my feet walking fifth? on the patio in my backyard. That was just a few summers ago, so don't do it, as it will be extremely painful. Uh, say, Bill, I need a moment here. 
Well, of I course, didn't say right? I was going to do it for sure. I said I was thinking about it right now. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I read some, you know, some articles on Facebook about how it, you know, it's changed some people's lives. You know, like it was in a move, a moving experience. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I, I suppose it could have been fake news. I don't know. Well, you've always said, Spud, you are not fond of moving experiences, as they are often very annoying. Yeah, I know, but I think if I limit myself to like just one moving experience a year, it might be tolerable. But just let me get back to Bill. I mean, he's way too smart to keep on hold. All right, I'm I'm back. My apologies. Fine. Well, right now it seems like you and Neil deGrasse Tyson are out there fighting a lonely battle against ignorance and the denial of, you know, basic scientific reality. It must get frustrating for you, huh? Oh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Especially uh, as a patriot. You know, I grew up in the U.S. Right. Yeah, I went to engineering school. I, got, I took some courses at the University of Washington. Uh, and... What keeps the United States competitive internationally is our ability to innovate, to, to come up with new ideas. If you stop innovating, you'll, you'll won't be able, you won't be able to compete internationally. And what enables you to innovate is science, investment in basic science, and having people who either become scientists or engineers, or People who vote for it, people who support it, people who are venture capitalists, people who are attorneys who protect intellectual property. All that is a uh, point of view that we want to have uh, for everybody in our society. And if you don't have that, you'll get outcompeted by societies that do. Right. By governments that do. So it's in nobody's best interest to continue to deny science. So let's get to work, everybody. Let's innovate. Yes. Uh, well, so let me, I got to ask you this, though. How many times did your head explode debating guys like like Ken Ham that the Earth is not exactly 6,000 years old? I mean, that must, uh, I don't know how you handled that. I mean, I, I watched it. It was well, interesting. It's a, it's a performance. You know? So bear in mind that I'm not going to change Mr. Ham's mind. He's pretty far, he's pretty committed to his uh, unusual ideas. The Six thousand years. People are concerned about there are the kids. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, it's very frustrating. And the, what happened in Kentucky is they have they accidentally, I guess, voted for a creationist governor yeah. who appointed a creationist school board. And the thing that really went wrong for Kentuckians is uh, they have a judge, a federal judge, who's also a creationist from that area. So they, what well, would look like an obvious uh, violation or uh, abridgment of the First Amendment, it was empowered. That they, they, they now use Commonwealth or state tax dollars to pay for this project that promotes the idea that the Earth is 6,000 years old to kids. Jeez. And that's just inappropriate. And those kids are going to be scientifically illiterate, and it's going to take us decades to get them to unlearn these nutty ideas. And it's a, it's a drag. So anyway, that's why I did it. And keeping my cool in the face of these extraordinary and, uh, and nutty, remarkably silly claims it takes just really takes a lot of concentration. Yeah, that's what I would tell you. Kind of seems like we're de-evolving. Really I mean, focus. I know. It, it seems to me we're kind of de-evolving. Well, because, what and everybody complains Devo. about is we're denying science at a time when we need it more than ever. Right, right. And future generations will laugh at us. Laugh at us if there are any future generations. 
At the least, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. this. This climate change deal's for real, huh? I mean, I don't want to freak people out, but do you feel we're really in the midst of a sixth mass extinction of most species on Earth? Will we be the last thing standing where cockroaches yeah. outlast us? And sea jellies and squid apparently will do really well. So, uh, yeah, if we don't do things about it, we will be uh, in big trouble because people, when you lose diversity in the ecosystem... The ecosystem is not as resilient. Animals do not, animals and plants do not evolve. They do not create the mutations you need to have new species with modifications that allow them to fit in the environment. So we will not be able to eat. We will not have farm food. We oh, will that's have not good. Uh, parasites and and uh, and uh, uh, germs that can outcompete us. But we have the ability to do something about it. We're smart human creature people. So let's go. We ha- right now, we are not only the ancient dinosaurs standing, uh, standing to go extinct. We are also the asteroids. We are killing ourselves. All right. So let's not do that. No, let's, let's not. Change. Let's get our heads in the game. Yes. Let's be good. That's right. So everything all at once is about these opportunities. I, I, but I can't just sit here and let you misinform our listeners about the fact that climate change hoax that's being pushed by the radical left in this country. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, Bill, just one more brief moment. What do you mean? What? Well, I let those cracks about challenging the biblically verified true age of the Earth of 6,000 years ago. But this global warming line? Well, I have to set the record straight here. Many scientists disagree. Um, um, it's like 3%, and those few are, are like lackeys of Coke Industries. Please don't spew your the Earth is flat garbage right now. N- not with Bill Nye, the science guy on the show. Come on. I- I've never said the Earth is flat. There's nothing about the shape of our planet in the Bible, just the age of when it was created. But this lie about man-made climate change, but only God can change the temperature. There's not enough time today and even tomorrow to respond to what you just said. Please put your 700 Club mind in a tiny Ziploc bag for the rest of the show. Well. And now I have to finish this interview if Bill is still on the line. But okay, okay, that will be my last interruption, I promise. Well, let me close with this. Um, can I ask, is Pluto really a planet? I mean, I had a tough time dealing with that dwarf planet label. It was kind of lame. So do you think scientists caved into public pressure or what? Because I know nine planets is more impressive than eight. Are you, Bill Nye, positive it's a planet? I, I don't need Pluto to be a planet. Okay. It's not my thing. I don't have a dog in that fight. Okay. Bear in mind, everybody, Pluto is smaller than the Earth's moon. Huh. Uh, the reason it was called a planet in 1930, that was the only name we really had. And it, we have shown now with this New Horizon spacecraft that Pluto is this extraordinary world with seven geolo- at least seven geologic regions, and it's covered with ice that's very reflective, so it looked like a bright planet when it was discovered. But I'm okay with Pluto being something else. Being, I, li- I keep telling them I like the word Plutoid. I think it's a fine word. Instead of being the last of the traditional planets, it is now the first among a new class of objects. All right. I like that. Uh, so it's, it stands to be an icon, to be this cool thing that, that's on its own. All right. Hey, man, I know you got to go because, let's face it, you you got oh, a job to do. Important. 
You got a job to do. You got to need to. That's right. You need to go educate yeah. the world. So let me just remind everyone yeah. that your new book, Everything All at Once How to Unleash Your Inner Nerd, Tap into Radical radical Curiosity, and Solve Any Problem. Wow, that's a mouthful. Is now available everywhere. So, hey, it, it's been many years since we've spoken, and we really thank you for coming on our show. Oh, man, it's big fun. Let's change the world. There you go. There you have it, Mr. Bill Nye. You deserve to know this. We must not be afraid to define our enemy. It is the Bud Goodman Show. You know who you are. Super. And we're coming to get you. or you'll miss the amazing conclusion of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief timeout. Hey, Al, this is Gwen from Trees and Timber here on our sixth Spud Goodman performance. Because we love it so much, we'll keep coming back until he won't let us come back. And then we'll stand outside the door waiting for him to show up so we can beg him for more appearances. Because we love it so much. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, so where were we on this around-the-clock deal? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh. You know, I always thought that, you know, that warning on their commercials was a tall tale or something. Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. Spud, this is not an appropriate topic for discussion on the air well, with people of all ages listening. Yeah, I used to agree with that, but nowadays, everyone from preschool kids to seniors in nursing homes get hit with those freaking commercials every few minutes. Oh, yeah, Especially, yeah. you know, if you watch sports or, or cable news channels on TV. It's all about not missing that romantic moment. So why pause to take a pill? Well... I've learned now there are worse things in life than missing that romantic moment. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I will tell you that. You know, a couple months ago, I was watching the NBA playoffs with my neighbor at my place as, as his cable had been cut off again. You know, he, he had his two sons with him. I, I think they were, I don't know, like six and eight. Anyway, he had to run you know, to his apartment to get some leftover Jiffy Pop as we ate all of my snack food. Those two little kids of his can pack it away. Seriously. But anyway, after he leaves at halftime, I Either a Viagra or our Cialis commercial, one of the two, comes on and, and it got kind of quiet when it was over. The kids didn't say anything for like a couple minutes. And then the six-year-old asked if you could die from taking that medicine. I, I, I guess he already, you know, would never, ever take his medicine. It's, you know, his, that's what his dad said. He has allergies, but he's so paranoid of pills. Oh. And uh, I mean, I don't blame him at all yeah, myself. Yeah, my oldest, uh, Gerald Jr., would ask similar questions during those commercials when he was younger. Now, my wife and I made the decision not to respond to questions about that topic really? until he was older. Uh, he does still keep asking the same question to this day. And you know what? We plan to answer it fully after he graduates from high school in two years. Look, alternative facts are not facts. Well, I started to tell the kid that those warnings were the worst case scenario, you know, but I got the impression he didn't believe me. You know, he hears on TV that getting in the mood romantically can practically kill you. Well, 
I'm pretty sure it's going to be haunting him down the road, you know, through many years of a mediocre marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I really don't understand why the FCC allows those companies to advertise on public airwaves. Um, it, it might have something to do with billions of dollars are involved. Don't, don't you listen to what they say before those scary warnings come on? Yeah. At the beginning, you know, when the, the always supermodel-looking woman says, 50% of men over 40... You know, have problems with this, uh, you know, thing. That's a lot of potential customers. They would allow ads for electric chairs or gas chambers if enough people would buy them. Yeah, well, maybe so. But can we move on to something else to talk about? I don't think so. What about your new hobby of collecting rubber bands? I heard you tell the interns today you have a rubber band ball that now weighs over yeah, twenty-five pounds. I do. But that, and that's only stage one. That's I huge. Have big plans for that rubber band ball. Um, I might take it to the fair, you know, and oh. put it on an exhibit thing. But Do they have anyway, a but let, let's finish up on your problem first. Yeah, Spud, I've already exposed myself to considerable ridicule here on the show. I've taken one for the yeah, team, as but, you like but to say. But it's a great topic for a talk show. I mean, uh. have you ever heard the guys you listen to, Rush, Hannity, or, or Glenn Beck, talk about I don't think so, no. but, I, but I bet at least Rush has a few cases of those little blue pills on a pallet in his bedroom. You know what? It's pure speculation on your part that Rush Limbaugh has erectile dysfunction issues. <laughs> yeah, listen, how about I check and see if our next guest is well, ready to go? I guess so, as that's about your only job duty. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I'm getting the signal that Jim Brewer is good to go on the line right now. You know, this guy is uh, pretty intense for a comedian. Yeah, hmm. I, I dig talking with him. The last time he was on, I hit him up, you know, do the to the the goat boy bit he used to do on Saturday Night Live way back. But I, I'm not going to uh. bug him to do it again. I mean, it must be annoying to still be asked to you know do that like at Safeway or like at back to school night for his kids. Well, I, I wouldn't know. It's, I'm still working on my signature catchphrase. I'm still going with, yeah, hey, well, yeah. Please. But, you know, it's, it's not working yet no, like not. I was hoping for. No. Um, <laughs> um, you suck. You know, maybe I should really increase my use of it. Hey, yeah. You know, maybe work it into every single sentence on the show. I, I've told you, no one cares about the catchphrase of a co-host on a radio show. Oh. You are way too far down the food chain for that to register. All right? So... I think I'm going to ask Jim about his heavy metal album he has out now. It's, he can really sing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I'm not real familiar with the heavy metal scene. Uh, that, that, it's going to be like, uh, what, Toto and Kansas, right? Will you shut the f*** up and listen to me? No, that would not be like Toto and Kansas. Just put Jim on, please. Yeah, here he is. Welcome back to the show, comedian, actor, and now rock singer Jim Brewer. I hope all is well with you. Everything is well. I life is good. Like, I have nothing to complain about. But then again, who's going to listen if you do have any complaints? All right, super. Well, you're now out touring the country with your stand-up act, and uh, you'll be appearing at yeah. the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington, on the 28th and 29th, with two shows each night at 7:30 and 10 p.m. Tickets are still available. So, uh, but now I want to say this: you're also you have the Loud and Rowdy tour going on, where you go full metal in concert, correct? Yeah, it's mo that that one's more like a um, almost like a one man show. Now, I'm gonna be doing that in Las Vegas, where the band it, it, I go through my whole life of storytelling from the beginning of time, starting out a rock club and the music I liked, and every period of life from Saturday Night Live to filming movies to creating a family to being a family man, I 
tell these stories. A lot of them are funny. Some of them, some of them are inspiring. Some of them are really deep, and and they all relate to my alter ego, which is what I wanted to become—a rock star. So while I'm telling the story in my garage, it always leads to a story that I imagine in my head. If if I guess the best way to think of it is if you if you saw a Rock of Ages. Yeah. It's like a one-man show, more of a Rock of Ages thing. All right. Well, the heavy metal music thing, it, it obviously it's been a lifelong thing. You didn't just jump on board. Your album, Songs from the Garage, it's received a pretty good response. Yeah, no, I mean, critics loved it, and, and everyone thinks it's great, blah, blah, blah. But it's an awareness thing. It scares people. They don't know what they're getting, and they don't. So... I'm going to have to work hard to show people what exactly it is, you know. Super. Well, you know, I was wondering, is there a big difference in how you prepare for the two different acts? I mean, doing stand-up, I'm guessing you're much mellower in the dressing room, but, but with the music thing, do you, do you maybe bite off the head of at least, say, a chocolate bunny or something to get pumped up before you go? <laughs> uh, it all comes down to a, a tall pike from Starbucks. You know, coffee's all that gets me going, man. I got, I'm... When you're 50, you got three kids, you, you got a big family. I've seen everything. I've seen, I've been in front of, I've been doing it 30 years. I've seen every crowd. I prance like a tiger and I, there's, I, I almost take a nap before every show because huh. I exert, I exert a lot of energy up there because I love performing. That is probably one of my biggest passions is performing. Whether it's the music, and I'll tell you this, my voice is a lot easier the next day. My voice takes more of a beating doing stand-up than it does with the music. Well, that's surprising, huh? All right. Yeah, well, because yeah, because the stand-up and all that, I'm doing voices and characters, and 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 my voice, the the straining my vocal cords, and but music it's all in the you sing from the gut and the diaphragm it doesn't affect my voice at all it's awesome if anything i wish i could just go into that world uh, it's it's a lot less exhausting for me all right all right well hey this is a side issue i i shouldn't probably go there but on the show right now we're discussing my co-host rather embarrassing issue of the side effects from those little blue pills you know the ones that are supposed to help guys in the bedroom but anyway uh, i i can say now for sure that that warning at the end of those commercials is for real do, do you ignore disclaimers when you take pills i know i'm going to start to listen now well i will tell you this i don't take pills and the only thing i've ever really had to take in my life i'm just being dead honest is uh, Excedrin migraine? That's as far as my pills go. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I really hope the older I get, I don't need anything. And it sounds more like I get that most likely there are men that do have that problem. But at the end of the day, sounds like you got more emotional problems if you can't get your donkey to whistle in the night. Yeah. Well, all I can say is. Uh... From what I can see right now, it's uh, yeah. I, I would say stay away from those things. But anyway, let me ask you this. This is something yeah, I wanted to ask you. If you. What did you take him this morning? No, it's my co-host, not me. No, no. God knows, why, I don't have why, a problem why, with that. Why does he want his donkey whistling on the radio show? Uh, I would be concerned about that. Well, it's just let's just say it lasts longer than four hours. That's all I want to say. But anyway, um, Spud, really. You, well, must you embarrass me further by sharing my unfortunate situation with your guests now, too? Uh, hey, Jim, just give me a second here. Uh, well, it, it, it's kind of funny. No. No, no offense. I mean, 
Just because Jim and I would never, you know, have to resort to, to using those pills when the moment is right. Well, I well, don't I, think this is one bit funny. My um, physical condition right now is not something I want to share with celebrity guests. The, the listeners are one thing, but but not with someone famous. Jeez. Okay, okay. I will change the subject and ask Jim something else. Just chill, man. All right. All right, I'm back. So, Jim, who do you think is the greatest heavy metal singer of all time? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with Rob Halford of oh. Judas Priest. With, with um, Yeah, as far as, far as singing, I, I'm, I have to go with Rob Halford. I don't think anyone can beat his voice. His voice, his voice in his prime, nobody touched that. Now, you can argue a Hetfield, the way he sings... But if I if I have to go overall singer, I, I think hands down, no one touches Rob Halford, Judas Priest. You you've hung out with him because uh, he's musically you've uh, done a bit with him, haven't you? Yeah, we did. Uh, you got another thing coming together on the Comedy Jam or Comedy Central. I think that's up on YouTube. Yeah. And I I've, I've did the Devil's Child with him. I've I did something with Brian Johnson at ACDC. Now Brian is probably to me the greatest hard rock voice of all time. All right, well, you will be appearing at the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington on the 28th, 29th with two shows each night. I'm going to end this interview with a taste of a song off uh, the album Songs from a Garage titled Mr. Rock cool. and Roll. It just happens to feature Mr. Brian Johnson doing backup vocals. Not too shabby, man. Not too shabby. Hope you like it, man. Thanks for having me. All right, there you have it, Mr. Jim Brewer. Here's the tune. Captain speaking, welcome aboard. We are now underway and proceeding on a course that will take us on a voyage of exploration through liquid space. Make yourselves comfortable, but please remain seated at all times and no smoking, please. The smoking lamp is out. Your submarine is under attack. Your submarine is under attack. Your submarine is under attack. You're at periscope depth and the enemy destroyer is bearing down on you. You're at periscope depth and the enemy periscope is bearing down on you. You're at periscope depth and the enemy ferry pilot is bearing down on you. For 17 spectacular days, the enemy periscope is bearing down on you. You're at periscope depth and the French front is bearing down on you. 
You're at periscope depth and the enemy periscope is blasted from the air. It was dangerous work, almost suicidal. Fire three bow torpedoes. Fire three balloons. Fire three bullets. Blast, blast, blast. Blast, blast, blast. Blast, blast, blast. Blast, blast, blast. Blast. Now crash dive before the explosion from the hip tears you apart. No time to dive. Now crash dive. No time to dive. Now crash dive. You're at periscope depth and the explosion is bearing down on you. And then three explosions filled the air. During World War II, this was called running away from trouble. Standard procedure during World War II, Dealey next guided his ship toward the confining waters of Twy Twy. And by using the down the throat maneuver, bushwhacked two more enemy destroyers. Down the throat, bushwhacked. The next day he repeated the ploy. Down the throat, bushwhacked. Down the throat, bushwhacked. Down the throat, bushwhacks completely demoralized the enemy. They quickly pulled their remaining destroyers back to safer waters, freeing the area of down the throat, bushwhacks, completing a highly successful fifth tour. A man filled with the spirit that makes America great. The spirit that makes America great. Richard Basehart, speaking of the people connected with the series, uh, your producer, Erwin Allen, is certainly a unique individual with tremendous imagination. Well, that's you got to admit. I mean, <laughs> this is, goes without saying. If it's an Erwin Allen production, it's uh, way out. <laughs> This is one of radio's most famous musical productions, the program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is a Spud Goodman Show. It's musical guest interview time. Please say hey to our musical guest, Monster Watch. Gentlemen, and I hope that wasn't a pejorative term, uh, please ID yourself in the instrument you'll be playing. What up? My name's John. I play guitar and sing. My name's Charles. I play bass and backing vocals. My name's Jack, and I play drums. Oh, super. Now, what do the members of Monster Watch do with your disposable time during the day? You know, board games, lawn darts. What are your hobbies, if I could ask such a personal question? Uh, Jack sells weed for a living. Uh, well, in this state, that's legal, but this goes out to a few other states. Uh, you don't travel. You just stay within the state of Washington. Absolutely. Or maybe Colorado and uh, actually <laughs> California. And actually, uh, no, anyway, yeah, okay. I personally skateboard, uh, drink beer, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right, super. Um, would the band ever take a meeting with agents or, or cutouts from the Russian government if it would get you a massive record deal with a big <coughs> label? Niet. You, well, would you... So you wouldn't or would sign on the spot, or, you know, or, or would you contact the FBI first? That's kind of what I'm getting at here. I don't trust the FBI. <laughs> so you I, would sign? I would, I would not sign. Okay, all right. All right. Um, any musicians or bands <laughs> that have gotten the attention of Monster Watch, someone that's influenced you guys? Um, someone that's influenced us. Uh, currently, there's this band from the UK called Slaves. Uh, they're a two-piece punk band. They're pretty rad. We uh, listened to them on the way down here, actually. So, yeah. Super. All right. Well, last question. Can you identify your favorite sitcom growing up? I, I, I mean, I'm really old, so I'll just go back to Jack Benny's radio show. Oh, shut up. <laughs> what do you think? Anything? Any any sitcom you grew up with you, you, you still dig? Definitely that 70s show for me. It's my favorite show ever. Rocket Power. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a sitcom. Hey, um, man, 
right, all right. Well, um, I don't want to start any uh, any fights within the band right now. So, um, what's the name of the next song? Uh, this is a brand new song. We just recorded it a couple weeks ago. Super. Uh, we'll be putting it out in the next month or two. It's called Brain Twist. All right, let's do it. from the Runaways, and you are listening to the one and only Spud Goodman Show. Woohoo! Now, uh, Spud, yeah. they're saying we have a caller holding who wants to say something on the air. Uh, should should we dump it? Well, is it a dude or a woman? Well, I believe it is a woman, uh, and yes, they've confirmed it is a female caller. Yes. Well, put her through, and hopefully, she's not selling some timeshare or something. Caller, you there? Uh, yeah, um, I had to call in after listening to this show. Okay. I, I feel really bad for your co-host, Gary. You shouldn't have to undergo this public embarrassment. Oh, uh, caller, it's Gerald. 
Oh, so that's okay, important. Gerald, it is. I just want you to know that my husband has experienced similar issues with both Cialis and Viagra, so don't feel like you're some kind of freak. Well, I, I don't necessarily feel like a freak. It's more... Hey, really caller, can I, can I ask if you and your husband, if you're married, I, I, yeah, I guess you are married anyway, whatever, do you ever take baths right before you have sexual relations? I, I've never been able under, to understand those freaking bathtubs in the commercials. What does a bathtub have to do with intercourse? Game has changed, yo. Well, I think it's supposed to be a metaphor, but, uh, you know, about what? I'm not sure of. Gerald. Uh, your partner, may I ask if it's a woman or a man? Well, my wife, Rachel, is all woman. Uh, let me tell you, there should be no question yeah, about that. I could verify. He is married to a woman. Thank you, I mean, Spud. She's actually, you know, kind of nice, but yeah, does you. have horrible taste in movies and music. Mm. Horrible. All right, Gerald. Have you seen an acupuncturist for this condition? I know it may sound like a painful approach to address this, but I can assure you that my husband has, on many occasions, been relieved of this temporary condition through acupuncture. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Okay, caller, I have a very real fear of needles, so that option would not be good for me. I mean, he, he is a wuss. I mean, total wuss for I, sure. I guess. Like, like when I bought a, a bunch of M80s last year for our show's 4th of July picnic, I, I think after I lit just two or three of them, he started crying. Well, uh, all sorts of things will make him crack and, and the tears start streaming down his face. I told you not to light any firecrackers, let alone those little bombs around me. I am very sensitive to loud noises, bright lights, and pungent smells. Stop being weak! Okay, Gerald, so no needles, no loud noises, right. no light shows right. in certain sense. Okay, then. Yes. Have you thought of m massage therapy? It's possible that the blood flow isn't working properly in all areas of your body right now. Uh, duh, caller. Actually, I have way too much blood flow right now, and my wife would never, ever allow me to get a massage. Even from a dude? Spud, any hands with lotion or jelly on my body outside the bonds of marriage is not acceptable in our faith. You know that. What's with you, Johan? Yep, he, he's not kidding, caller. I mean, there are so many things he can't do because of his, like, Taliban-like religion. It's ridiculous. It's a buzzkill. Well, I just wanted to let you know, Gerald, that there's no need to panic when this little side effect occurs. It's perfectly normal with some men, and it will subside naturally in a reasonable amount of time, even if you don't seek help for it. All right. Hey, uh -huh. caller, you know, thanks thanks for checking in with this. I, I don't think you really helped him much, but, you know, regardless, we got to go. So thank you, though. Well, I, I appreciate you thinking of me, caller, and I, I'm sure that this will all work out okay. And if it doesn't, then everyone will probably read about you in the newspaper or see you on, like, CNN with that Sanjay Gupta guy, as no man can have a for eternity. It would be a first. Oh, goodbye, Gerald. Uh, well, goodbye. Well, was that a goodbye to me, too? Because I, I am the host of this show. I'm just saying she's gone. Tom right? Brady loves me. And All right. Um, she's okay. so nice, I think. So, you know, your problem is just like a natural part of life. You might just look at it that way. You, you really don't have to wear that stupid towel around your waist. At least sit down. Because well, I don't like looking up at you. Well... No, I'll be standing until we've signed off here, Spud. And as far as wearing this towel, I will keep it on for the time being. But thank you for your consideration. Have you, have you given any thought to going with a fanny pack? Just, just wear it a little lower and strategically in place so no one will notice it? Honey, look at this. 
You know, it's funny you say that. I did give some thought to wearing one of my fanny packs, but it just didn't give enough coverage. My wife felt it only exacerbated the visual situation. Um, you, know? you, you own multiple fanny packs, huh? Wait, I did not know that. You don't? Well... Uh, no. Um, hey, you know, I was thinking maybe you should give that aversion therapy a shot. You know, like start thinking about really non-sexy stuff. Maybe picture yourself at a huge pile of dirty sweat socks or, or like having to watch an episode of Blue Bloods. Think Tom Selleck in 3D. Well, you know I really enjoy Blue Bloods, so no, I, I don't see how that would be effective uh, to yeah. serve as an aversion therapy tool. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. B listen, I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. Scott. Well, I don't normally worry about you, but this... Oh. This is different. If aversion therapy isn't going to work, have you tried, like, jogging? You know, may maybe a couple miles will we'll get the blood, you know, flowing and s start recirculating in other parts of your body. Well, I have lower back issues, so, you know, jogging. I sh okay, I, I should state again, I never have had to deal with this problem. You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. But there is, like, a time once a year, I sure wish there was a pill for the opposite situation. Like, when what? I go to my doctor's office for my annual physical, regardless of how high my deductible is right now, I'm still getting that done. Good. But anyway, he's been my doc for, like, I don't know, 15 years. But, but about four years ago, he started having his nurse practitioner handle the physical exam exams for both female and male patients. Do you understand how uncomfortable it is to have like an attractive nurse try and administer certain parts of the exam? Uh, let me tell you, uh, I'm, I'm trying like hell to, to, to utilize aversion therapy then, but it's tough to do, especially with this one particular nurse in this office. I mean, I mean I'm way, uh, way too old for yeah, her. Yeah. But, but, but I'd rather not learn about your intimate experiences in the doctor's yeah, office. Yeah, okay, but I was just trying to let you know that you aren't the only one who's had to come to grips with embarrassing moments like this. Can I ask what you plan to do at work tomorrow? Uh, at your other place of employment? I didn't mention the name of the place, so don't expect any free plugs. Because uh, I know you can't wear a towel around your waist on the sales floor. Customers will think you had an accident, for sure. Hey, yeah. You, listen, I'm confident this will subside over the next few hours, and tomorrow morning I'll be back to normal as the current lead salesperson at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle, South Seattle, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. I will not let this affect my job performance. Okay, that, that plug was on me. I should have watched my words more carefully. Thank you. So so what if things are not back to normal? That will be a problem. I mean, you can't. You can do this job for sure in, in, in a radio studio with me. Uh, we just got like our engineer, Mike, Dave on the soundboard, a few interns in the band. No worries about us being grossed out. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess everybody else but me is handling it pretty well, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think I'm the only one that really is making a big deal out of it. But you have to understand that's only because it does make for great radio. I, I mean, I, but I've never heard of anyone actually admit that they were in the midst of this. Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. But now that you come, I come to think of it, though, seriously, what, what is this? This is actually a temporary permanent erection, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> I know where you're going. Please don't make fun of my job title as the temporary permanent co-host of this show and attempt to connect it to my medical situation well, here. That's not appropriate. Maybe not, but it's still kind of funny. Come on, y'all. I'm just going to wrap things up right now. You know, kind of like you've done with that towel, actually. Oh, uh, are you done with yeah, this now? Yeah, well... Uh, okay, so um, can I ask if you're going to, like, maybe before this whole thing's over, take a selfie or, you know, or two before things go back to normal? Because, you know, in like 30 years or so, you could take a look back at yourself in your prime, like like all those, you know, uh, Playboy models from way back do. You know, I don't know. It's just a, not uh, just a thought. Too soon, huh? Yeah. Okay, anyway. All right, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, here is Monster Watch.
2017 Spud Goodman Productions. So how old are you guys? Dude, you took a pill and that happened? It's him, not me. Hey guys, can I ask how old you guys are? Uh, I'm 23, John's 22, and Charles is 24. So, I guess that means you won't have to take these pills until your late 20s if you're lucky. Yeah. Hey, listen, try and learn from my misfortune here, guys, and call 911 right away if this situation for you lasts longer than, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. I mean, you guys are older than my dad, so I'm not uh, too worried about it. Um, uh. For the record, and I've never taken those pills, just remember that, but, but it does seem they're pretty popular these days. Can I ask if any of you enjoy baths? Grab them by the... Uh, I take showers, man. Baths are for babies and old people. Oh, you know, I do enjoy an occasional bath myself. You know, they're rather soothing. You know, maybe you fellows will learn to appreciate them in a few years. Eh, I doubt it. Well... Just don't go telling all your young friends that everyone on this show is, is so old they have to take drugs to participate in intimate relations. It's really, it's only this guy right here. Yeah, him. And, and he's just a co-host, so That's remember rude. that. Hey, man, we got a split. Nice meeting you, too. Does, is this actually a radio show? Yeah, yes, we're an actual radio show. And thanks for playing on it, by the way. And, and also, it'll be on iTunes after it airs on all the stations that carry it. It smells really good. Yeah, uh, thanks, but that's okay. We're pretty busy. Uh, later. Yeah, we have to go. See ya. Yeah, fine. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I think they're nice boys. <laughs>